Hello, wine lovers, and welcome to episode number four of Taste Fins and Terror with STC Wine Girl, the wine podcast that focuses on having fun and taking the guesswork out of picking a wine. My name is Shannon Carlson, owner and operator of Midwest Vino LLC. Each week, we are going to select a wine, learn where it's from, how it's made, how it tastes, and maybe a few wine pairing options to go with it. So let's have some fun. Find the wines that we like and take the guesswork out of picking a wine. Let's go. This week's wine is the Haddingly Classic Reserve Non-Vintage Brut. Looking at the bottle, it is simple, classic, and elegant. It has a beautiful gold butterfly right on the front of the label, and it says where it's coming from and what it is. Haddingly Classic Reserve Brut English Sparkling Wine. When we think about sparkling wine, we immediately think of Champagne, France. Why not? They make some of the most beautiful sparkling wines in the world. Sparkling wine is really made all over the globe. So today we're going to focus on a different area that makes stunning sparkling wines. Today's wine actually comes from England, which is located in the United Kingdom. Now the United Kingdom is made up of England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. England is located in the south of the United Kingdom. It is bordered by Scotland to the north and Wales to the west. It is separated from the continental Europe by the North Sea to the east and the English Channel to the south. While the UK is considered a major consumer of wine, it is more of a minor grower and producer. This has been due to the less than ideal cooler climate. However, with the rising summer temperatures, we're now seeing grapes and grape growers adapting to the changes. Sparkling wine accounts for 72% of the total wine production in this area. Popular champagne grapes like Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Marnier account for 60% of the vines planted in England. Within England, it is broke up into counties. And the county we're going to focus on today is called Hampshire. Hampshire is the ninth largest county in the UK. It is located on the southern end of England and is part of central South England, which is roughly an hour and a half southwest of London. It is surrounded by the counties of Berkshire, which is located to the west, Surrey, located to the north, West Sussex, located to the east, and the English Channel directly to the south. Much of the wine production in this area is sparkling wine. There are a lot of comparisons made between the soil in this area and the region of Champagne. Both have white chalk soils that are influenced from the English Channel. The climate in this area is a temperate maritime climate with warm summers and cold winters. This county rarely sees extreme weather. Within the county of Hampshire lies Hattingley Valley Winery. 
It was founded by Simon Robinson, who started it as a farm diversification project in 2008 when they planted his first vineyard on some of the farmland. The site of the winery originally held industrial chicken sheds. They flattened the entire site, designed and built it up from scratch to create a state-of-the-art winery. Everything a winemaker could ever want, this winery has. The original winemaker that helped put them on the map is Emma Rice. She has a Bachelor's of Science in Viticulture and Oneology. She went on to win Winemaker of the Year in 2014 and 2016, which makes her the first female to win this prestigious prize twice. In 2022, Emma handed over the reins to their new head winemaker, Rob McCulloch. The winery sources its fruit from several regions within England, along with their own vineyard. This allows them to take advantage of the different microclimates around the country. Frost is a major issue in this area because of the cooler climates. So sourcing from other areas allows them to minimize the negative impact that frost can have. They have specific vineyards that they work with in addition to using their own grapes. In some cases, these are long-term contracts up to 10 years. This helps them ensure consistency in the grapes that they use. As I mentioned at the very beginning, the label has a butterfly logo on it. And that butterfly logo actually comes from a butterfly that is common in Europe, but rare in Britain. While they were surveying the land for the winery, they found the silver-washed fertility butterfly was actually a summer resident to the winery. Having such a butterfly on their grounds meant their vineyards were healthy and rich in biodiversity. This is something that they feel passionate about, so they decided to incorporate it into their branding. I think that's just such a neat story because I see the beautiful butterfly and I just think it's beautiful and pretty. But to know the story and the intention behind it, it's just kind of fun. When we talk about how they produce the wine, they use the traditional method for making sparkling wine. There's a couple of key differences between how Haddingley and other producers use the traditional method, and it's in their fermentation process. First, Haddingley wines are aged in both barrels and in tanks for up to eight or nine months. Then they're blended filtered, and bottled for the second fermentation and aging in the bottle. Most traditional method winemakers will only use stainless steel tanks on their first fermentation. The second thing is, is a small portion of their wines ferment as well as lees aging in stainless steel tanks. Again, most traditional method winemakers will bottle their wines and allow the lees aging to occur in the bottle. This particular wine is 45% Chardonnay, 35% Pinot Noir, and 20% Pinot Meunier. 
So they're using those traditional grape varietals for sparkling wine. Because the grapes are both red and white, the grapes are harvested by hand and whole bunch gently pressed. This minimizes damage to the grapes and keeps the color and tannin from the red-skinned grapes out of the wine. The wine is fermented using a special champagne yeast, 15% of the total blend being barrel fermented in old white burgundy barrels with partial malolactic fermentation taking place to soften the acidity. The remainder of the wine will be fermented in steel tanks. In this wine, 30% of reserve wines, which reserve wines is a wine from a previous vintage, were added to the blend. Traditional champagne-style wines will use this method as it helps to ensure continuity and consistency in the style from year to year. Before the wine is bottled, a tirage liqueur mixture of wine, which is sugar, yeast, and wine, is added with the purpose of kicking off a secondary fermentation. This particular wine will age four years on the lees in the bottle. If you've never heard of that term lees or on the lees, on the lees or autolysis, which is another name for it, means that the wine comes in contact with dead yeast cells, creating flavors of yeast, toast, or brioche. Over time, the bottles are turned just slightly so that the sediment accumulates in the neck of the bottle. Once that is complete, the neck is frozen and the temporary cap, because all bottles are going to have a temporary cap put on them, that temporary cap is removed and it disgorges all the sediment out of the wine, but keeping all of the wine in the bottle. And then new wine is kind of added to replace or top off what was lost. That's when the permanent cork and wire cage is added. I love that the cap that they use between the cork and the wire cage is a beautiful black cap that has that gold butterfly right on top of it. It complements their branding and just really ties the entire presentation together. So we've talked about where this wine comes from and how it's made. I don't know about you guys, but I am ready to pop the cork, pour a glass, and dive right into this wine. I say we get started. For me, I enjoy sparkling wines well chilled. So the wine I'm having today is chilled around 6 to 10 degrees Celsius which equates to about 43 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. If you've never opened a bottle of sparkling wine, you're going to notice that the cork isn't necessarily the same as you would find in a non-sparkling wine. This has a mushroom style cork with a wire cage over the top. And in between the wire cage and the cork, there's a little cap. In this particular case, the cap is a black colored cap with a beautiful little gold butterfly on it. And then covering the entire thing is a foil covering. 
If you've never opened a bottle of champagne, you want to remove the foil covering. You'll be able to kind of unbraid the cage that is around it. And that loosens that wire cage up to where you can actually pull it off of the cap. Sometimes the cap, that little black cap that I was talking about, goes with it. Sometimes it stays right on the cork. You want to remove both of those. Be mindful of the cap at all times because there's a lot of pressure behind that cap. But just gently turn and twist that cap, or I should say that cork, until you start to feel it come out. And that pressure is going to help you pull that cork out. When you get it loosened up and go to gently remove it, you're going to hear kind of like a little poop and it'll remove off of it for you. I always try to give a friendly reminder to use caution when opening a sparkling wine. Those that are accustomed to using sparkling wines are aware, but those that may never have opened a sparkling bottle of wine before, you know, we see in the movies and in sporting events, it's a celebration. They're shaking the bottle, they're popping the cork, and the cork goes flying off, and wine and bubbles kind of just go everywhere. Those are wonderful and great, but we always want to remember that sparkling wines actually have a pounds per square inch of pressure of around 70 PSI. This may not sound like a large number, but take into account that a car tire is only around 30 PSI. So if it's enough to pressure to pop a car tire, just imagine what it'll do to you or someone else. So please be considerate of your surroundings when you're opening a bottle of sparkling wine. We all want to celebrate, but this will help you avoid injury, damage, or loss of really good wine. Okay, I'm going to get off of my PSA soapbox and get back to tasting this amazing wine. If I look at this wine, it has really nice effervescent bubbles that just stream from the bottom of the glass all the way up to the top. It's a medium to deep lemon color. And if I smell this wine, it is just full of crisp fruit and like a brioche type bread. You know, it's got that slightly sweet, rich bread aroma, but then you also get that crisp fruit of like apple and white peaches even lemons and limes, like a citrus type smell to it. it. It's just lovely and complex. If I taste this wine, oh man, I almost can't speak. The juicy acidity on this wine of golden, delicious apples, lemon, pears. I get toasted almonds and a hint of honey. I don't taste brioche like I smelled it on this wine. I actually taste a more savory, almost like a buttery biscuit. 
but with that hint of honey, it just, it gives this wine a really lovely depth and crisp aftertaste. I could drink this wine completely on its own. But if I think about food with this wine, I immediately go towards seafood. I think about steamed clams, pan-seared scallops, or even mussels with this wine would be amazing. If I don't do shellfish but just do regular fish, I think about fish like tuna or even cod, you know, those lighter fish that can balance really well with this wine. As I said, this wine would be great by itself, but it, it also would just be wonderful with just some appetizers like canapes. You know, we think about sparkling wine as just a wine that is for celebration, you know, whether it's holidays or birthdays or weddings or or some wonderful thing in your life. But sparkling wines can be enjoyed all year round in any moment. So I say just celebrate whatever it is that you're doing and pop a bottle of sparkling wine. You can celebrate an achievement, a moment, a day, or even just the dish you made. So this is just one of those that you can have all year round. I mean, it's just delightful. So to close out today, we talked about the ins and outs of Hattingley Valley Classic Reserve Brute. We broke down the United Kingdom, England, and Hampshire. We learned about the winemaker Emma Rice, owner Simon Robinson, and Hattingley Winery. We talked about how this wine was made from the vine to the bottle. And most importantly, we talked about how it looks, tastes, and smells. I absolutely love the butterfly branding. It's a lovely way to encapsulate the story of their surroundings. I always enjoy learning not only about a particular wine, but why they chose the artwork that they did. I really hope you did too. Let me know if you've had this wine and if you did, what you thought of it. I would also love to hear your feedback on future wines you would like to know more about. Go to Tastefins and Terroir with STC Wine Girl on buzzsprout.com to find my contact information. You can also contact me on my website, midwestvino.com. I've put links to both in the description. You can also learn more about Haddingly Valley Wine by visiting their website, haddinglyvalley.com. I've added that link as well in the description. If you liked this episode, make sure to hit the follow and click the notification icon so you don't miss future episodes. Join me next week as we select a new wine, learn where it's from, how it's made, how it tastes, and above all, have fun finding what we like. See you next week, wine lovers. Cheers. Cheers.